How much time do you want for your progress? progress, progress. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Clatter Chatter on Things That Matter, the podcast that is intellectually engaging, theologically reflecting, encouraging sociologically, imagining ways in which we can live. Thank you for spending this short amount of time with us. We promise you that you will not regret a moment of it. Shout out to Trevor Smith and V.J. Herbert for commissioning this fantastic music to get our minds going on things eternal, positive, and fulfilling life's purposes. Fellow Americans, good morning. Certain dates echo throughout history including dates that instantly remind all who have lived through them where they were and what they were doing when our democracy came under assault. Dates that occupy not only a place on our calendars, but a place in our collective memory. December 7th, 1941, September 11th, 2001, and January 6th, 2021. All right, Dr. Hayes, here we are. Good morning. Good morning, January 6th, 2022, the day of epiphany and our vice president, Kamala Harris. This little clip is from her speech this morning before President Biden takes the scene and so, um, there has been so much. This is the day of Epiphany, actually, where the Magi brought in gifts. This day, January 6th, set aside. It's probably the day more than what our capitalistic cohorts like to do on December 25th. This is the day to bring gifts. And this is the day, a year ago, that the insurrectionists forever tainted Epiphany, where the light came in that the Magi's followed to see that who was born king of the Jews, who was born king of the Jews. Come on, let's talk, Dr. Hayes. Well, I always love Epiphany because uh, it, it, it gives uh, that, that aura of enlightenment and refreshing and new understanding and new ways of being. It's just uh, so symbolic of newness. And uh, I think that we are permitted to choose how we value a particular time. And uh, I choose to value Epiphany for that reason that I can become more enlightened and that I can become a brighter star, so to speak, um, for the cause of Christ. Uh, that's good. And in all uh, faith traditions per, uh, in particular, there is this essence of light, uh, the importance of light, um, and how light is a revelatory time and space in which we can see clearly. Um, but light is is nothing without darkness 
And, uh, and so both have to be in tension with each other. And, and how we dispel darkness as being something evil, I think that we, we may need to consider retreating or rethinking that. Um, I do know that evil is present on every hand, and each human being has an opportunity to uh, um, uh, be, be taunted and also be representative of evil. And so I just want to talk about that a little bit. I'm not going to give evil that much power, but it's certainly real. It's like my sister Sheila said that it, 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 it appears that, that Omicron is looking for something. And I said, I think Omicron and all these principalities, these darknesses, these, this, this not, I'm not going to say darkness, but this, this spiritual warfare is seeking to eliminate something. And I believe the spirit begets the spirit, and maybe, maybe just maybe it's ego that needs to be eradicated. Come on and talk as you position yourself, because we hear a little background noise. Go ahead, Dr. Hayes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, you said so much, Dr. Cooper. Um, I think, you know, we, we, it, it behooves us to pay close attention to what we give our thoughts to, because I think that that's, that's what sets the tone for our total being. And so I always like to think upon the things that are good and of good report and think of long, about the things that uh, make life better and enhance uh, the spirit. But we cannot discount, as you say, uh, the fact of evil. I think evil gives us a backdrop uh, in front of which uh, light becomes more apparent. I've always thought of it that way and that evil has been sanctioned and evil has been permitted to challenge us to uh, right thinking and right being and uh, without forcing us to be one way or the other, it, it promotes our choice. You could choose to be evil. You could choose to be good. Um, and so that, that choice has, has always been uh, before us. And I think that every day, that ability to choose um, strengthens uh, the people that we are and are becoming. So I don't, I'm not, uh, I'm not so terrified by evil or the presence of evil. I can laugh in the day of terror because I know the truth that good does overcome and that love will always reign. And so that's the way I face life and try to deal with each day and each challenge. As you were as you were talking, I thought of this um, this quote, and and the quote, and I know there's a biblical reference for it too. But the quote is: "Be careful of your thoughts, for your thoughts become your words. Be careful of your words, for your words become your actions. Be careful of your actions." For your actions become your habits. Be careful of your habits. For your habits become your character. Be careful of your character. For you become all that you have 
they become you. So I, I think about this, and I also think about um, what John Wesley said, you know, we, we, we commit this, these atrocities by thought, by word, by deed. Um, uh, I think this, this, this the, the quote that I was trying to say, that, that if, you're, if you're not careful of your thoughts, and 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 they become your words and your words become your actions and your actions become your habits and your habits become your character and your character becomes your destiny it becomes kind of uh we have to walk circumspectly um and so i just want you to think about uh this epiphany and what does it mean and how do we assign ourselves to be around people uh, i think the the holy scripture says iron sharpens iron and my father always says, you know, be careful who you hang around with. You know, you don't want people to bring you down. You want to elevate folks. Water seeks its own level. Um, and so we see this playing out. Would you uh, care to mention something as you settle yourself with the movement, Dr. Hayes? I am not moving. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I'm sorry if, I, if my mic is so sensitive that it's picking up my heat or whatever in the room. But... Uh, I, I think that we have to live in the assurance of goodness. I, you know, uh, I, I can't live a life of fear of what could could happen. That's 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 tantamount to worry. And uh, if I believe what the scriptures teach. And if I believe that God is real, then I have to face life with a, with another kind of certainty um, that good will overcome evil. And if I practice what I say I believe, then I'm going to send into the world that kind of energy. And if each of us does the same the world would be a better place. Now, I, as I say all the time, what we're seeing now is simply revelation of what has always been. We get upset and scared and frightened by it, but it's always been. It's really not anything new. The, these uh, feelings of envy and hatred and greed and pride and all of those um, kinds of ways of thinking and acting have always been present. But I think we've lulled ourselves into um, thinking uh, that things will just float along and if we don't say anything or if we don't, if we don't move too much, uh, we'll be able to, uh, to do well in life. And I think this moment of awakening teaches us that we cannot afford to fall asleep at the wheel. We must remain alert. We must continue to, to practice uh, the kind of uh, habits that we've been encouraged to develop. Habits of kindness, habits of caring, habits of empathy, 
it's okay uh, for us to love. It's okay for us to trust. And, you know, sometimes we feel like, well, people will misuse you, abuse you, and all that. Will take. Okay, we know that up front. So if it happens, it happens. But when you choose to be good, when you choose to do good, then that in itself is its own reward. And if somebody else chooses to try to abuse uh, your goodness, that's on them. If we give and give not expecting anything in return, then we have lost nothing. So is that the essence of epiphany and having that level of enlightenment that, that we, we seek nothing in return um, and, and the choice of free will, you know? Um, how do we engage in this? If it's our choice to, to do good, I just happen to believe that we are innately good. We are innately loving. We are born with goodness. And I think society has a way to create its own, um, its own space of non-good people. I think we are born. I, can't, I cannot wrestle, recon, reconcile that children are born into this world with an ulterior motive. I think society has a way of shaping. And, uh, and so... Perhaps the choice is that we need to figure out how to um, make sure that we have good, conscious, um, loving, nurturing spaces so that we don't turn good people into something evil. What do you think? Well, that's, that's true because you, uh, human beings, have the intellect, and that's what that does is open the door to choice. With intellect, you can choose how you want to be, what you want to say, what you want to do. And a lot of times that choice is influenced by the reality around us. If we are born into families that are abusive or that are negative, and we decide we want to be a part of that family, then we're going to begin to emulate that kind of behavior. We're going to adopt those ways of thinking. And I think that's what happens to us because we we do come with kind of a, we say, a blank uh, page, and uh, we write on it whatever our experiences teach us. And that's that's the unfortunate part about it, that if we were not born into situations of negativity, then we perhaps would be, uh, for the most part, good people. So but I think we, we choose, we choose, depending on what is presented to us, and what we learn in life, that's what life is, a process of learning, how to choose, what's the best thing to do. So I, I kind of laugh, and this is a bird walk, uh, uh, and I, and I want to just say, as you were talking, I can vividly remember um, my niece, Hillary. She was probably about three years old, um, maybe two and a half or three, um, when she said that she wanted to be a cartoon and my sister never said she couldn't be a cartoon. 
But somewhere the epiphany hit in Hillary's life that she probably couldn't be a cartoon. I don't know who told her she couldn't because those aspirational goals I don't think ever left. But she said she wanted to be a cartoon, which I got tickled at. I was like, okay, let's see if we can make that a reality. What can Aunt Carla do to help you become a cartoon? Now, fast forward it. Now Hillary is a mother with a two-year-old daughter that I FaceTime. And today, um, um, Bella referenced, referred to herself as doctor. I'm a doctor. And she had her little shot, and she put it up to the screen, and I had to say, ouch. She gave me a vaccination with her doctor's kit. And I'm thinking that's amazing, right? We have choices. How these two, how she's going to live out her story, I have no idea. But to have an identity already, to see herself in this space, it becomes, I don't know where this revelation came. I don't know where this epiphany came. I think that if we allow children to be who they are without putting these parameters up, then maybe just maybe as adults we'll have free thinking ethical, moral agents that are good because there's so much that's in us that's good. And how we move this society, turn it towards the moral arc of being good, not self-centered. You know, we always, have, we always have the option of changing our mind as well. And that's what continual learning does for us. It it, uh, it it provides the opportunity to change our mind. And it's not an absolute change from right to left, but sometimes it's the kind of change that builds uh, truth upon truth upon truth. Um, and as we add to our learning and we can expand our vision, Sometimes we do go a different uh, direction or take a different path. But it's all good because everything we experience in life takes us to that ultimate place that some of us call destiny. But if we are, if we are to enjoy and, and uh, benefit from life, we have to be free to do that free to make those choices, to change our mind, to add uh, information and to develop a process of thinking that helps us to become the people that we ultimately are. And so the change or the transfiguration or the transformation or simply repentance is a big deal. And how can we repent how do we live out what it means to be contrite? How does it, how do we say, man, I messed up. I made a mistake. I am heartily sorry for these, my misdoings. Have mercy on me according to your loving kindness. Blot out those transgressions. And perhaps I won't do that thing again. I might do something else, but I won't do that thing in which I am heartily sorry. That's the epiphany, and I think that's the essence of change. Come on, Dr. Hayes, wrap it up. I know you're ready to preach now. Well, 
Give thank us God for thank God for repentance that we can change our direction and we can say, I am sorry that I went down that path. I'm gonna go another way, a better way. Um, that's the that is the the way life is, and I think it's a beautiful thing because God created us to make mistakes and to alter our course and to learn from the wrong things that are done and to learn the right things or the things that will work in a better way. So, Dr. So, Hayes, is this why we have New Year's resolutions? Talk to that before you end this. Is that why we resolve to be something new? Hallelujah. I think we, Come on, I think we always live in the reality that we could do better, hey. that we could do more, that we could we could live in a, in a more effective way. And so we always look for those opportunities to, to make a new determination. The old folks used to say, I'm, I, I got a determination. In other words, I, I, I'm, I'm going to strive with everything in me to do this thing a better way. And yes, I think new beginnings are beautiful. And if you want to call it a resolution, fine. Sometimes you make up your mind you want to do something and maybe you don't end up accomplishing it. But at least you tried. At least you made a start. And even if you had to turn left or turn right, you have progressed in life. And that's the ultimate goal. All right, Dr. Hayes. Thank you. And thank those who tuned in on this epiphany, January 6, 2022. So what are you going to do? in 2022 change have the light of epiphany shine walk in the light the beautiful light all right dr hayes until See you next time until next time it has been a privilege a pleasure and an honor to have you join in with us today remember that everything will be all right until we meet again. Stay safe and well.